are you feeling? I'm good. How are yeah. you? Great. Great now. <laughs> great now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I okay. hope everybody, uh, this, this, this episode is, is coming out after Christmas. So I hope everyone had a good Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas and Hanukkah, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and I guess by the time it comes out, it might also be Kwanzaa. So happy Kwanzaa to everyone as well. Look at that. Look at We're that. doing it. We're doing it all. The whole thing. Yeah. What, uh, what are slash were <laughs> your Christmas plans? Um, they are slash were, uh, staying at home. Yeah. And, uh, so we've already done one side of my, my family's like Christmas get together. Mm-hmm. We have another one coming up in a few days. Um, and then we'll, we'll meet on Christmas Eve and then on Christmas day, we're just going to be around the house. Uh, my wife, my son and I, and then at some point that day, we'll go over to my, my parents' house and do Christmas with them and my brother nice. um, and his wife. And, uh, yeah, that, that's about it. Just nice, low key, you know, whatever. It's kind of nice to have them all separated. There was when we were growing up, we did um, Christmas Eve with my dad's side of the family, Christmas Day with my mom's side of the family, and so it was like two days of like full days, you know. So it's nice that now it's like spread out, you know. It's like okay, a week before we'll do this, and then a week later we'll do that, and then Christmas Day is kind of chill. And uh, so I, I don't know. I think that's nice. What about you? Uh, not sure now because of the COVID in the house, but, uh, it it depends on if, uh, that sounds like a terrible sitcom COVID COVID in the the house, house. (laughs) COVID in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, (laughs) my pesky cousin COVID is in the house. Um, (laughs) (laughs) did I do that? Did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, I'm not sure. Like we had plans and everything, but like, it depends on if uh, my wife's, uh, quarantine ends right before Christmas. And then it just depends on if anyone else shows symptoms, which there's five other people in my house who could potentially be, who's it going to be? So, um, so if, it, if, it, if the answer is nobody, then the worst game I, of guess who I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, so we don't know. We might very well just be doing Christmas by ourselves and having our yeah. other presents dropped on our front porch. Who knows? Yeah. Right. So, uh, we'll see though. I'm excited. Some cool stuff, uh, lined up for Dr- Christmas. Drive so. by gifting. Yeah. <laughs> just, here you go. Ha. Uh, all right. Well, uh, talk about a couple of movies this uh week this episode i don't know this time this evening that's cool right now say today yeah (laughs) right now right now um i did want to hear about amsterdam we need someone to help us to find the truth my friend was killed because of something monstrous that he had seen this is all turning out to be a lot larger than any of us. You're going to have to take my lead getting out of this. I had to stab a guy. I had to hit a lady with a brick one time. What? It's a long story, but with you two, it'll be a cakewalk. These are dangerous times. You be careful. I'm about to do something that could cost me my life. The cuckoo is in the nest and the cuckoo is about to be trapped. Cuckoo. Okay. Yeah. 
because I saw the trailer for this and I was like, hey, yeah. all the actors, David O. Russell, you know, uh, yeah. uh, um, middle high quality films. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Was it that? No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> David O. Russell's so hit or miss for me. Yeah. Um, I, I genuinely like Silver Linings Playbook. It, it's really good, um, yeah. It's a great I like movie. The, the Fighter. I like the Fighter. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah, the, Fighter. the Fighter's great. I can't really um, name another one I like, though. Yeah, I think David O. Russell's kind of a jerk of a person. Yeah. Um, or yeah. so I've heard. Yes. Um, and um, this is all hearsay. I just hear it and then I say it. And... Um, yeah, um, Amsterdam stars Christian Bale, John David Washington, Margot Robbie, Michael Shannon, Mike Myers, uh, Rami Malik, Anya Taylor Joy, Robert De Niro. Uh, any other actor you've ever heard of in your life is in this movie, and um, you would think that that would mean quality. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that at all. Um, what it means is a lot of really talented people trying to make something that is fundamentally flawed acceptable mm-hmm. and not succeeding. Yeah. Um, say what you will about Christian Bale uh, and his, you know, his style of acting. The dude's always committed. I love. Always he's one of committed. my favorite. You you said he's one of your favorite actors. Yes. He might Maybe your favorite yep. actor working today. He's certainly. Yeah one of my favorites like i'm not gonna go through my list right now but like yeah, yeah i yeah. see his name in a film i want to see it i see tom cruise's name in a film i want to see it I like see it's it. like oh okay yeah. cool exactly I, uh, the people i just consistently enjoy on screen period yep. yep it's like for me top two is like christian bale harrison ford like yeah. i love i love them on the screen and um so he is admittedly the reason I saw this because I'm like, okay, it's kind of a quirky role. This is going to be something he's going to fully commit to, like his role in the fighter. And uh, yeah, he does great. I mean, he he's full out on this thing, but unfortunately, the script's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of like uh, posturing about like what's important about love and life and you know, whatever, which feels mm. a little bit like, you know, senior filmy, you know, and it's like, <laughs> it's like voiceover about love, you know, it's like, well, that's when I realized love was the thing that was most important, but missing in my life. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, was this big it's fish? One of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's one of these kind of movies. Um, it, it, so the film is, um, structured around a mystery. So, um, maybe, maybe the reason for the star studded cast is because it's more akin to like the murder on the Orient express glass onion, you know, knives out kind of thing where mm-hmm. it's like, here's a star studded cast and we're sprinkling them in playing these like little bit characters, um, yeah. you know, in support of this mystery. Um, I don't know why that's really a thing. Like he goes back maybe to the first murder on the Orient express, but like, you know, there's, um, you know, it's just a longstanding tradition at this point. And so it's built around this whodunit. Unfortunately, the whodunit's not really all that interesting. Um, and, and that really slows down 
the thing uh, a good bit. Oh, by the way, you would like Tim- Timothy Oliphant is in this, oh, um, yeah. but he's unrecognizable. Yeah, he's um, disfigured. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a sin to make that man ugly, and that's what they did. <laughs> and that's what they did. Um, yeah, so the film revolves around... Uh, a murder and uh, and then a second murder, which our heroes, uh, John David Washington and Christian Bale, are framed for. Um, and so they have to figure out who actually killed the persons or, you know, the, the, the people that were killed, um, whether it was a homicide and who committed the homicide, if it was a homicide. <laughs> and then they have to, uh, you know... I don't know, just be friends for the movie, I guess. I don't know. Um, it flashes back to their time in Amsterdam, which is after the war. They were all in the war together. And after the war, they met Margot Robbie and she was a nurse in like, you know, France or whatever where they met. And mm-hmm. and so they had like this really great time in Amsterdam. And so it's like, you know, this fun, free, carefree life that they had there that they all kind of long for again. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she shows up while they're investigating this thing after having not seen her since Amsterdam, um, you know, it's like a big, why is she here and whatever else. Again, I'm giving it too much credit because it's really not even all that interesting. When I say like, oh, there's a murder, who did it? It sounds like, oh, that would be cool to know, but it's not. It doesn't it doesn't matter. It's dumb. Because the whole thing is is it hinges on, you know, the true question, which is, is love cool? Yeah. Great. <laughs> like, like that's what it really is. Um I'm simple I'm oversimplifying, but that's basically what it is. Sure. Um the 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 my my letterbox review says terrible directing um and this is this is true um while i think the performers do as as great as they can do um the ones that are less able than christian bale um flounder a little bit because i think the direction is not as clear for them um whereas christian bale i think has a clear idea of where he's going mm. um regardless of who's directing him um, the editing is some of the worst I've seen in a feature film um, of this caliber. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are times where there's clear ADR, um, like <sighs> a line was changed or just not captured well on set or whatever. Mm-hmm. There are times where um, there's clear lip flap problems, like like th- this bothers me. It's like an over yeah. the camera, like an old over the shoulder shot oh, on somebody yeah. and somebody they'll be talking, mouth and but jaw. you still see the side of their face and their jaw isn't moving. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of that. And then there's a lot of, which I, I'll let slide. Sure. But, I, I, I hate it so much just from a filmmaking perspective. It just, it when does. It, when it happens multiple times, it's a problem. It takes me out of the um, movie. Yeah. There's coverage problems for sure in this. Mm. Um, so there, there are times where in a in a simple scene, the camera will just cut to like people's feet or their hands doing something or like some random insert shot, um, which it has no business cutting to. <laughs> and I and I'm pretty sure it's because they're either adding something in post 
that yeah. they don't have on that they can't make work um, with the footage they have or because they didn't get the coverage on set they needed to make the scene happen in the first place. Good Lord. So it's almost like David O. Russell was hedging his bets and saying like, hey, in every scene, let's just get a few insert shots mm-hmm. just in case we run into issues. And boy, did they run into issues. Now, it is also possible that they were planned, that it was some sort of cinematic language that we're going to cut away to a random insert in high stakes moments just because. Yeah. But we love to cut away from action when things get tense. Right. But like two people will be arguing and then it just cuts to their feet. No, like for no reason. When your artistic intent looks like a mistake, that's all people yeah. are going to see. They're going to be like, oh, that kind of looked weird. Like they're not going to yep. get it if there's something right. to get. Like, exactly. It so, looks like a problem. It lo- yeah. And, and that's what this comes across as. So the editing sucks. And I don't know if that's because of a lack of coverage or because of direction that's like aimless. So in post, they're changing things. Uh, the dialogue is. Not great. People don't talk the way they talk in this film. Like real people don't speak this way. Mm. It's a little too like fanciful um, for the types of people that these characters are. Um, On on Letterboxd again, going back to the review, meandering plot. The plot goes everywhere. It's not focused. It's overly long for what is a very simple premise. Um, It's unfunny. Um, It tries to be funny. Like mm. genuinely tries to be funny. And there are quite a few times where I'm like, that didn't work. That didn't work. <laughs> and there's no times where I'm genuinely laughing. Uh-huh. Um, so unfunny. Um, and it's clear, it's clear they're trying to be comedic and it is not working. Um, there, there's this moment of like, um, Margot Robbie is an artist. So there's this moment where she's like showing her art to the guy. And I guess it's supposed to be some, I don't know, quirky, cutesy, whatever. Like, look at me, I'm an artist. And these are my, these are my artworks and aren't they cute? And I'm cute and whatever. And, and the whole thing was just like, Oh, this is embarrassing. (laughs) Um, And so it's, it's like, that's the level of the humor as well, mm-hmm. where they'll make it like, I can't even think of any of the jokes because none of them work. So none of them stick out, but it's like, right. Um, you know, they'll make a joke and like, here's the punchline. And I'm just like, Oh, that's embarrassing. That's not even funny. I can tell that you're trying to be funny, but it's not funny. No. Um, <clears throat> and so I gave it one and a half stars, you know, for all of its problems. There are things that work like Christian Bale's performance. Yeah. Um, Michael Shannon's always great. Um, but there are a lot of things that don't work and a lot of them stem from the direction and a lot of them stem from maybe a lack of leadership or a lack of vision um, or maybe even a lack of confidence. And I don't know what to attribute that to other than just to say it doesn't work. Um, the script needed another pass. You could take out a half hour of the film and it'd be fine. Um, and it'd be better for it. But, um, you know, all things considered, it's, it's a broken mess of a film that I wish was better for the actors involved. When the movie came out and I remember, I guess when the first box office had, had, uh, dropped and it was like, yeah, Amsterdam didn't do very well at all. Like it didn't crack the. I can't, I can't remember what's box office. It didn't, it didn't open number one. I don't even know if it cracked the top three. 
but I remember yeah. it was a, it was like a, it was a flop. Um, yeah. and I shared it on social media and I just said like, you see Billy Eichner, like it sometimes movies just don't make money, you know? Yeah. And that was in reference to, uh, what's, what was the name of his movie? Bros. Uh, Bros. Which, you know, is a movie about gay men and gay yeah. romance and which is fine. And I wanted, but by the way, I, I was interested in going to see bros. I was like, Oh, it looks funny. Mm-hmm. I like Billy Eichner. And then yeah. the movie just, I, I couldn't see it. And then, you know, the movie didn't do well. And he, instead of going like, Oh man, like he went on Twitter and was like, it's all the homophobes. It's all the homophobes. He, I think yeah. he singled out the South. Um, yeah. You know, and, and it was like, I remember thinking at the time, like, no. And, I, and at the time I shared that and it was, it was the same thing. It was just like, sometimes movies just don't make money and mo- and like, you know, your movie has, I didn't speak to Billy Eichner, but like, you know, I was trying to explain to people who probably don't give a shit <laughs> that, <laughs> so, you know, movies, when you don't have big names attached to them and it's, you know, and it's an original story, yeah, sadly, People don't really care or they're not that yeah. interested or they're not yeah. going to see it opening weekend. They'll wait and hear, you know? Yeah. Uh, and if everyone does that, the movie doesn't open very well. Uh, so I, I get his frustration that like, you know, you wanted, you know, you, you're grateful Universal took a chance on this concept and you wanted it to pay off financially for them so that other studios yeah. would do more of it. I get that you feel yeah. pressure. Didn't work out. Amsterdam comes out. I remember saying something like, yeah, other, you know, there's movies coming out that have, a whole lot of people attached to them, like this film Amsterdam coming out soon with David O. Russell. It's got all these stars attached to it, but it's an original film. Um, yeah, it's not about gay romance. It's it may not do. I think I said something like it may not. It also may not do well. Yeah, because it's not a superhero film. And I don't want to say I was right because it's just like it's not like a, it's not like I said it would flop. I just said it may not do well because yeah. it doesn't have Batman in it. And yep. uh, well, it has an actor who's played Batman, but it doesn't have yeah. Batman himself in it. Um, yeah. And people like Christian Bale and people like Robert De Niro, people like these actors. But like, I remember watching that trailer and I was like, oh, as a filmy person, I'm interested in this. But as like a general audience member, I feel nothing watching this trailer. Yeah. I don't know what this yeah. is about. Um I'm not sure if I understand or am hooked by any of these actors' characterizations of their roles. Nothing yep. jumping out at me is like, oh, that's fun. It's just right. a trailer that's cut to look fun, and that's it. And so I saw yep. it, and I was like, oh, I okay. don't know. So when it didn't make money, yeah. I was like, I wasn't surprised. And the first thing I did yeah. was share the story and yep. call back to that first thing, because my whole thing is educating people on how this sort of works, and it's like... Yep. It, it just because it has Robert De Niro in it and and Chris Rock and Margot Robbie, yeah, it doesn't automatically make money. It has to be a good story. Well, and and let's face it, the the um, the way that the public view uh, uh, attends films has changed post COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and 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 what we're finding is there there is a significant difference in in, in film attendance, right? Like, so movies that were, would have made money before may not make money. Now, Amsterdam is a great example of this. I do think prior to COVID people would have seen this film. 
after COVID, we know it's just going to hit streaming soon and we can wait until then because it's not a tentpole and nobody we know is going to go see it. So why are we worried about it when we can just wait and talk about it later or just see it on our own time and not talk about it? It seems like the movies that are hitting big right now are the movies that people are going to be talking about and mm. you almost feel a societal cultural yes. pressure Water to see effect. them. It's a water cool effect and it's an event. Yep. Um, and like it or not, just because there are celebrities in it does not make it an event. Um, and, and so we're seeing this with like things like Top Gun, Maverick. I think before COVID, that may not have been, I don't think it would have been as big, period. Mm. Post COVID, it was big. Why? Because it was a huge talking point that they had waited to show it to the public until now. Mm -hmm. And Everyone in the world was ready to get out and go see something. Mm -hmm. And this was a safe, easy bet of something to go see. Yeah. So everybody you knew said, and, and the trailer looked genuinely great. So everyone in, in, in their brother was saying, I'm going to go see this. I and think so there's it's a societal on, pressure to go see it. By the way, I think it's finally on Paramount plus oh, cool. now. So sure. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, yep. I'm, I'm going to watch it again. I, I fucking love yep. Top Gun Maverick. Yes. Was, I do too. You can go back and listen to our review. Like that movie kicks yep. so much ass. I love it. Yeah. The first thing I did. So, um, and not dumb, dumb jingoistic kicks ass. Like I, the film is great. And for so many yeah, reasons. Yeah. So yes. that's what I mean. Uh, the first thing I did is after, after, uh, on black Friday, I bought a 4k Blu-ray player. First thing I did oh. popped in on my 4k Top Gun Maverick. Oh. And I was like, Oh, Oh, this is great. So the IMAX good. sequences fill the screen. Looks great. Oh, see, I, the only reason I, well, not the only reason, the, the reason that I wouldn't own Top Gun Maverick is probably just like how many times would I rewatch this? But I will say yeah. that I will say that I would like to watch it on yep. 4K physical media. Yeah. The next time I watch it, if I, 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 I won't be able to, but that's, yeah. that's something to own for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Man. For sure. So good. Yeah, man. But, but all that to say, you know, looking at something like bros or anything, I, I don't think romantic comedies are going to have the pull they once had. No, uh, and, and, and again, there are fewer people, go, people going to dates in the movie theater anymore. It's, it's so, it's, uh, it's just an, it's just another casualty of the acceleration of the movie businesses, existing trends, you yeah. know, which we've talked yeah. about on this show ad nauseum like it it's just yeah tent poles will will draw crowds water cooler yep. effect and everything yep. else is going to find a home elsewhere so you better drop those budgets and yep. and get creative with your distribution and your viral marketing and yeah. drop that budget too because the film is not going to make as much money as you as you need it to if you put all this cash into it on celebrities and Print and print advertising. You just gotta yep. Yep. make a good story, keep it simple, and yeah. be creative and be film. Stop relying on computers and ILM. Stop overworking the VFX houses to make movies because yep. um, that's just a horrible thing too. So, yep, yep, for sure. Speaking of a horrible thing, um, okay. Uh, um, so we're talking about Amsterdam. Uh, mm -hmm. Another, there, there's also the New Amsterdam, uh, mm -hmm. which is what people used to call New York, where New York. there were gangs who fought quite horribly, uh, mm -hmm. as portrayed in the 2002 Martin Scorsese film Gangs of New York. 
Lusold. Who's that? Saint Michael. Who is it? Saint Michael. And what did he do? He cast Satan out of paradise. Goodbye. And my challenge, we have met at this chosen ground. The earth turns. To settle for who holds sway over the five points. But we don't feel it move. Us natives or the foreign hordes defiling it. And one night you look up. One spark. And the sky is on fire. Give me the strength for what I must do. To rest my father's ghost. You're the priest's son, aren't you? His name's Amsterdam. Amsterdam? I'm New York. Everything you see belongs to me. The newsboys and quick thieves and blind tigers here in paradise. Everybody owes, everybody pays. The appearance of the law must be upheld. Especially while it's being broken. Bill's taken quite a liking to you. If you're up to something, I don't want no part in it. There's more of us coming off these ships every day. Get all of us together, we ain't got a gang. We got an army. You tell me you're a native. Do you want to know what a native is? A native is a man who is willing to give his life for his country. Challenge. Challenge accepted. I took the father. What a I long sentence that was. That sentence was I'm almost longer in this film. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is right. a this is a very long uh, epic historical drama directed by uh, Martin Scorsese, um, written by Steve Zalian, Jay Cox, Kenneth Lonergan, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Daniel Day Lewis, Cameron Diaz, Jim Broadbent, John C. Riley, Henry Thomas, and Brendan Gleeson among others. So this movie, um, I have seen a few times I've had to go to the library to get this latest rewatch. Cause it's not straight. It's like on stars or something, I think. So I, I rewatched it because I, I used to own it and then an employee stole it. So, and, and I owned it. Um, I, I'm not sure why. Um, because probably it was it was it was critically acclaimed. It 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 was nominated for a bunch of Oscars. It didn't win a single Oscar. A double check wow. didn't win anything. It, it just nominated for, um, you know, like Daniel Day Lewis was nominated for. Uh, yeah, it got it got ten nominations wow. for including Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Actor for Daniel Day Lewis. Wow. So the movie takes place um, in. The 18, there's a brief, you know, thing uh, in, in the beginning where Liam Neeson is killed and um, and it takes place in 1862 in New York, specifically in the Five Points area of New York. And at that time, the Italians and native, you know, not really the Italians, but like the, 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 the native, I almost said the Native Americans, they're called the, the, the <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis's. And, and his cohorts call themselves the natives, like the Americans, the the, yeah. the white people who lived in New York City at the time, um, yeah. treated the Irish as second class citizens and also the Chinese and uh, other minority groups, um, of course, black people as well. And but this was mainly about 
how shitty they were to the Irish. And mm. so Leonardo DiCaprio plays the son of Liam Neeson's character, Priest Valon, who was like one of the leaders of these, a, a leader of one of these Irish um, gangs, the Dead Rabbits, which was a real gang in New York. And um, his, you know, he, 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 his father is murdered in a, a big old street war at the beginning of the film. And so that sort of settles. It. It's like, all right, we're all going to listen to Daniel Day Lewis now. Like, that's it. The feud is settled. Um, Bill the Butcher has won. That's it. Uh, and so they send Leo, Leo DiCaprio as a child to this, um, like finishing school orphanage thing away somewhere else. And so he comes back and he's his, his, uh, identity is not known to anybody except for some of his old friends. And he sort of gets in with Bill the Butcher. And sort of tries to climb the ranks and build his trust. Leo DiCaprio likes doing that in Scorsese movies. And um, yeah. he uh, sort of for the purpose of getting close to him enough to kill him. But then also like, I don't know, I'm getting attached to him in a way like I the validation feels good. And, you know, there's cool things about Bill the Butcher. Um, you know, of course, you know, the movie's going to build to a point where Bill the Butcher is going to find out that he's Priest Valen's son. There's all this, these layers to it that Daniel Day-Lewis actually has a lot of respect for Priest Valen. Like he's the only person he's killed that he like venerates him. He like, he, there's a picture of him in like his office and mm. every year he has like this ceremonial drink and drinks to a uh, priest because he respected him. Mm. Um, and so there's a whole bunch of layers to it. The film is long. Um, the big thing here is probably the production design. Um which is a lot of critics kind of said, said that as well. Like it, the main acclaim was Daniel day Lewis is awesome. And the production design on this movie, uh, is pretty incredible. Like yeah. all these, all these sets they built, these villages, streets, um, it just looks great. Um, yeah. and Daniel day Lewis is tremendous. I mean, when did he win 2012 for Lincoln? Right. Yeah. And then when he finally won, I mean, after yeah. this, uh, he went on five years after this, he went on to do There Will Be Blood, Will be blood. which yeah. is also another like, oh, also my God, great. you know, great, great role of his. But before yeah. that, it was this one is Bill the Butcher and he's just unrecognizable and he's yeah. he's so good. His characterization is just so layered and yeah. he, they give him all these amazing monologues. And he talks like this, Priest Fallon. When I came to the five points as a boy, I, I was a true American. Like he just, the way he talks, it's, uh, it's just really, really great. He's just so magnetic. Yeah. Um, yeah. and there's just, there's uh, again, Daniel Day Lewis, like one of those actors, like, of course he's like the actor. Um, but there's a reason for it. He's just, yeah. You know, and I don't even want to talk about like his method. He just, he, he, he takes a good role and goes, I'm going to make, I'm going to elevate this even more. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have much else to say. I mean, like I, you know, I'm not going to get into like, you know, should it have won best picture? Like I, there's, I'll do yeah. a top 10 list in a future episode. Like there's better sure. films in 20 in 2002 than this movie. Um, yeah. it's not bad. It's just, you go back and you watch it and you're like, all right, the thing about epic historical drama is it's just like, it is long. Um, yeah. and you know, it's, it's not, it's, uh, it's one of those things where I don't know, I guess 20 years on you go, cool. I know what this is. I got it. But in 2002, I wonder if it, if it sort of hit harder where, I mean, it didn't yeah. win Oscars, but like, I wonder if it, 
I wonder what audiences thought of it at the time. Like, yeah. wow, this is, it's so specific. Like it's the kind of movie where you go, would this get made today? Because it's just Martin Scorsese wanting to tell the story of New York and yeah. all of this, all this detail. Uh, I almost would rather read a book <laughs> about this era, you know, right, sure. and just have someone, sure. someone just spit the research at me. Uh, yeah. Rather than create characters in a story, but it's it still is a good film. But it is based. Yeah, I'm sorry. It is <laughs> it is based on a book called The Gangs of mm. New York by ah. Herbert Asbury, and that was oh, it's published in 1927. All right, how good can that book wow. be? All right. Anyway, there is a book. I, I'd like a okay. I'd like, I'd like a, a more recent one, please. <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> this book's a yep. hundred years old. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it's like a three-year production or something. Wow. Yeah, principal photography began in New York and Rome in December of 2000 and mm. ended in March of 2001 due to the strong personalities and clashing visions of director and producer. The three-year production became a story in and of itself. Scorsese strongly defended his artistic vision on issues of taste and length while Weinstein fought for a streamlined, more commercial version during the delays, noted actors such as Robert De Niro and Willem Dafoe had to leave the production due to conflicts with their other productions. Costs overshot the original budget by 25%, bringing the total cost over $100 million. Um, yeah, and of course, so with all that budget, Miramax was like, okay, now yeah. it really has to work. Like, we're putting all this money right. into it. Yeah, but yep. the film was delayed over a year. And it's the official justification was after the 9-11 attacks, certain elements of the picture may have made audiences uncomfortable. Of course, the film's final shot, it mentions here, is a view of modern-day New York City complete with the the World Trade Center towers, um, mm. despite them having been destroyed by the attacks over a year before the film's release. It, wow. It's it's part of like a, but they don't do they end up using it and I think that's fine because it, it's the final shot of like the end of the film is New York and then like they sort of like build it up like here's some buildings and then they transition more buildings more buildings more buildings so the final one is today yeah just pretend it was before the attacks when you see that yeah. shot yeah anyway right. um but yeah it's it's an impressive production and you know again it harkens back to what movies in 2002 were like it's a weird little time capsule i don't know have you ever yeah, seen this before sure i have not i don't know if i'd recommend it yeah. it's, it's one of those things where it's just like it's i i have respect for the production but it's just like do i think the people need to see gangs in new york who haven't not yeah. really no yeah. I, yeah I just don't think so i mean only if you're sorry one caveat only if you're moving through Scorsese's oeuvre and you mm. want to, you know, which is sometimes like the only reason I can recommend films to people is under certain circumstances. Like if you're going through his career, okay, yeah. obviously don't skip gangs in New York, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you're going through Daniel day Lewis's films, yeah. Gangs in New York. If you're going through yeah. Leo's films, you don't really have to watch this. I don't, mm. he's not that remarkable in it. Uh, you know, mm. it's just a, you know, he's just a role. It's there's, there's nothing. Yeah. Right. You know, so. Right. Interesting. 
everyone's doing yeah, weird no. Irish accents because, you know, and because it's explained that there's like a, a bunch of different Irish dialects because of all of the immigrants who come in. Oh, yeah. I wonder if that's just an excuse for everyone's terrible for Irish accents. Accent. Yeah. It could be. <laughs> but everyone thought be. he had a bad accent for Blood Diamond, but it turned out like, no, it was just a really specific South African dialect. It just sounds like a horrible British accent, <laughs> but it's not. Sure. It's just a South right. African, a white yep. South African a- accent. Sure. So I don't know. Yeah, no, I've always, I've always kind of wanted to see it, but I, I've been deterred by length. I've been deterred by like just the fact that like, well, I've gone this far without seeing it and no one's really talking about it. So yeah, you don't have to see it. It's just, it, it, it's something that's, it, you need a perp, you need a reason to see it. My reason was, sure. it, was a, it was a film that came out in 2002. That was my reason. Other than that, sure. I have no reason to watch Gangs in New York. Sure. And neither does anyone. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't cool. know. Yeah. That's gang. Yeah, that's, that's gangs in New York. So I've got, I got one more to talk about another time. We're going to talk about minority report in a future episode, but hey. yeah, but I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a list at some point. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. So that'd be fun. A best of O2. Best of O2. Yep. Sweet. Sneak it in there for January. Cool. All, All right. right. That's it. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Mm. Right now, Noah's like really into like forcing himself to burp. Really? Which is just, you know. <laughs> <laughs>